Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It is the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and say, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, it is not just you. It is also me. Just thank you for yesterday's uh, response or for the response to yesterday's podcast episode. Amazing. Um, I am still under the weather, by the way. I can't strain my voice or I'll start to cough. So bear with me, caller, if this doesn't sound quite as nice as you might like it to. I just want you to have a little game here of Guess the Year. This is taken from um, a conversation in Parliament about Education Provision of Meals Bill. So here, some honourable members might say... It was the responsibility of the parents to feed their children. But when they considered the amount of wages that some parents earned, they must be satisfied that it was an absolute impossibility for them to properly feed and clothe their families. It was not the fault of the children that they were there. And if the parents, through force of circumstances, were unable to feed them properly, the state should see they were fed. The state recognised that it was to their best interest that children should be educated, and it was only right that the children should be in a fit state to receive the instruction. In many of the industrial centres, both fathers and mothers were working during the day. And even then, they might not be able to afford to feed their children. This is from... 1906, 2nd of March, 1906, where it was recognised that working parents may be in a position where they could not afford to feed their children. Um, I'll provide a link to this in the show notes, and this comes to me courtesy of Kay Jones. She's a historian, integrated history specialist definitely definitely look up her work she is funny accurate interesting and is looking to bring an integrated story of history together if that makes it right basically pulling in all of the um, (laughs) historical facts that have been erased over the years um, with a particular emphasis on re-establishing at the role of women because it's not that women didn't do stuff it's that their contributions were largely erased Mm. Um, but Kay is um, absolutely fantastic and she responded to my post on LinkedIn because saying that she had been the child that um, could not afford to eat and she had seen that repeated when she was a teacher and found it heartbreaking. And as um, Claire had messaged, she had bought breakfast for her pupils as a teacher. Um, And one of the things that Kay pointed out to me was that when the government first uh, legislated that children must attend school, so it's only in the past, I think, 150 years that legislation has required that children attend school, they realised that um, children who are not well fed, are not in a position to learn. Funny that, isn't it? So here we are, many, 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 many decades later, um, over 100 years later, and it is still 
a problem. The latest um, Trust or Trust report, thanks to Sam, who shared this with me on LinkedIn as well. Sam's a legend. Um, he's a social mobility lead um, and he also uh, works in the big bad corporate world too. Um, and he it's just whenever I need information related to social mobility, he's on it. And he sent me um, the Trust will Trust latest report, and I will put that in the show notes too. Um, and it's their end of year report where it talks about the fact that food banks in the Trust will Trust distributed over 2.1 million food parcels in 2021 22. 2.1 Now that's just from them. They're not the only providers of food banks in the UK. Um, there are thousands of other small organisations, churches, charities, community groups are also helping to feed families. And what I thought was especially important about their report, and you can go and look at the stats and the stories, is that it just really concisely lays out what the problem is here and it is not about food it is about lack of income and the main drivers of food bank use in their network because it's very easy to go well you just need to learn to manage your money properly what's wrong with you the main drivers are one problems with the benefit system delays inadequacy and reduction and anyone who has um, had to apply for things like universal credit or working tax credits or when they go on maternity. And that is worth thinking about. So when you go from being full time employed to in receipt of statutory maternity, it ain't worth very much at all. There is no way. I could have afforded to be on maternity leave had my employer not paid my salary. And that is why I didn't have children until I worked for an organisation that had a good maternity policy. I was 100% certain that I needed to be financially stable before I had kids. And I know very few people have the luxury of that decision and the luxury of the timing working out for them. So this is not just about people who are on benefits, um, which again is a shitty stick that we like to beat people with. <sighs> Excuse me while I rant. Second point is challenging life experiences or ill health. Again, um, someone that I interviewed on my University Challenge podcast, um, Matt, he's a finance director now. He, um, as far as I know, um, has not had to rely on the benefit system. But what we spoke about was how an injury put a halt to his professional studies and all of the things he enjoyed in his personal life. And it only takes for someone to have a bad accident to completely send your life of course. Um, and if I think about people who are self-employed or if I think about people who um, uh, work for, um, I don't know, you work for a building firm, you knack your back, what are you going to do then? Um, you work um, as a caregiver and break your foot and you can't drive 
and then you can't work and what you can do then or you lose a member of your family and they're the main breadwinner or someone um uh, something traumatic happens to someone that you love and that you find you you actually need some time off work but you don't have the kind of cover that would allow you to take four weeks off to get yourself in a good place to just get back to daily life it's things like that and the final one was a lack of fo- informal or formal support um and i do know um it is very easy to end up feeling like you're on your own um or if you live in a rural community and you are a um young parent and you don't have family around you and you don't drive um it's all things like that this is not about people being lazy this is about things often outside of their control so do have a look at the trussell trust report and have a look if you can some of the writing on the education provision of meals bill it's just the language is older of course but it's really it's a fascinating insight into how a problem that exists today existed back then um and as a result of the um episode yesterday um I want to say thanks to John as well, who's like, how can I help? And thanks to a couple of members of the team at my um, local council. And I don't want to say anything too much about that just yet, um, because I don't know quite what that's going to look like. But it was really um, quite something to have people say, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen what you're doing, we see what you're doing, and we might be able to work together in a way that would benefit the community where I live um, and help them to make sure some of the solutions they're thinking about uh, designing for the coming winter will fit the kind of community that I live in. So um, I felt really, I did feel touched. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll know over the past few days, because I felt run down, I've been a little bit tearful. I just thought I'm going to cry. Um, but the work that I do professionally, working with corporates around the social mobility piece, you know, I kind of know what value I have to bring there and I understand the impact that I can make. And I have been thinking, how can I make an impact more locally without being uh, interfering or annoying or duplicating the efforts of others because I think that is a problem as well you kind of it's like when you have a wedding list isn't it you have a wedding list so that when your guests buy you a gift you don't get 109 toasters but there'll always be someone that wants to go off list and buys you like a decorative squirrel for the garden um I mean, maybe you like decorative squirrels and that is fine. But um, yeah, by the same vein, I think if it is like if you look in a food bank box and you see there's 109 uh, boxes of shreddies, you're like, well, what if people need tea bags or sanitary products? So I'm quite excited at the potential to do something to help the community around me. At the same time, you wish you didn't have to do it. I mean, the last thing I did for the community was put on a comedy night and we all need a laugh, don't we? So maybe I'll do another one of those as well. Anyway, I feel 
that my voice is about to go. So this is a big thank you from me. Um, I will be back with you tomorrow. Hang on a second. I did have to stop for a cough. Um, I nearly got to the end, nearly got to the end without coughing so hard it made my eyes stream. So what do I hope for you? I hope that if you've been doing something um, designed to kind of share how you feel about what's going on in the world, I hope you realise that people are paying attention. Um, keep doing what you're doing because eventually someone will say we've seen that and we'd uh, like to see how we can work together. So I hope that for you. Um, I also hope that the sun is shining where you are. I will be back with you tomorrow. Bye bye. <laughs>